0: Washington Alston was an American painter and poet, and he was known as the pioneer in the American landscape movement in the 1800s. Alston was born in South Carolina, and as he aged, he traveled to England, and he began to teach art. At the time, he took on a student, and the student's name was Samuel Finley Breeze Morse. Morse became a great painter in his own right, and he moved back to the United States, and in 1825, he was commissioned to paint a portrait of the explorer Lafayette. In order to do this work, he had to go to Washington, D.C. Now while he was painting, a horse messenger delivered a letter from his father. and That letter told him that his wife was gravely ill. The next day, he received another message, again from a man on a horse, detailing that his wife had suddenly died. Now Morris immediately left Washington, D.C. for his home at New Haven, and he left that portrait unfinished. By the time he got home, his wife had already died and had been buried. He was heartbroken for days, and really because of the fact that he did not know about his wife's failing health, and he did not know about her death. So what Morris did, he decided to look for a way to improve communication over a rapid, long distance. Now Morris later went on to be the inventor of Morris Code, and it's named after him. And he began to work on the first electrical telegraph, which is a means of communicating using electricity. And his first patent for that came from the electrical telegraph. The first patent he received for the electrical telegraph was in 1837. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. I'm Stephen Thompson. I'm a storyteller, a historian, an educator, a husband, and a father, and a compassionate servant leader who is curious. Today, I want to have a conversation with you about the best that is in you. My central question today is this How can you respond to pain? or suffering to create something new and beneficial and here's my assertion our gifts and talents should be used to alleviate pain and suffering in this world morris code came about because morris was responding to the pain he felt and also he wanted to help others and alleviate their suffering you keep me hanging on by the supremes there's a song i want to look at today to move this assertion forward. This was released in 1966. And You Keep Me Hanging On was written by the Holland Dozie, Holland writers. And it became a popular billboard hit for the American Motown group, The Supremes, in late 1966. And this song has been remade by Vanilla Fudge, Kim Wilde, Reba McIntyre, Wilson Pickett, Rod Stewart, Color box, the index, the box tops, a lot of people have remade the song. But one of the interesting things about You Keep Me Hanging On is that the songwriting trio of Holland, Dozier, and Holland used the SOS signal. The guitar riff at the very beginning of the song is the SOS signal. Which kind of sets the tone for the song some of the lyrics here set me free why don't you babe get out my life why don't you babe because you don't really love me you keep me hanging on we all have situations in our life either people places jobs that we need to get away from but once we leave the pain and the sting of that remains but that pain and that sting can be turned around into something positive that can alleviate and help the suffering of others. David Walker was born in 1796, some say 1797. Some people even said 1785. We do know that he was born in Wilmington, North Carolina. His father was a slave and his mother was free. As he grew up, his family took him north. His mother took him north and He learned how to read, and he learned how to write. And he traveled along the country, and he saw slavery. And it upset him, discouraged him. So in Boston, he became the owner of a successful secondhand clothing shop. But he didn't stop at just selling clothes and then calling it a good life. He didn't invest his time in vacations or getting wealthy. He continued to note and see the effects of discrimination and slavery. Seeing things like African-Americans not being able to allowed to serve on juries, children had to attend inferior schools. So what did he do? He became involved with an organization called the Massachusetts General Colored Association. And this was an organization that was opposed to slavery and racism. He also began to share his views in speeches and serving on the Boston Freedmen's Journal. And the thing about the Freedmen's Journal, it was the country's first newspaper that was owned and managed by African-Americans. Here we go, we're in the 1800s. And in Boston, we have a newspaper that was owned and managed by African-Americans. Those same African Americans would be enslaved in the South, but in the North, they were able to own newspapers. Now in 1829, Walker wrote his manifesto, it was called An Appeal to the Colored Citizens of the World. And in this manifesto, he talked about the hypocrisy of the American claims for freedom And he also talked about the hypocrisy of Christianity. And he talked about and criticized the plan that some Americans had to colonize black Americans in Africa. And then he went even further in his critique of Christianity and predicted that God's justice promised violence for slaveholding in the United States. And I want to take a time to read you the preamble of this manifesto. It was 70 pages long. I want to read the preamble to you. These are in David Walker's words. Having traveled over a considerable portion of these United States and having in the course of my travels, taking the most accurate observations of things as they exist, the result of my observations has warranted the full and unshaken conviction that we, colored people of these United States are the most degraded, wretched, and abject set of beings that have ever lived since the world began, and I pray that God, that none like us ever may live again until time shall be no more. They tell us of the Israelites in Egypt, the Helots in Sparta, and of the Roman slaves, which last were made up from almost every nation under heaven, whose sufferings under those ancient and heathen nations were in comparison with ours under this enlightened and Christian nation no more than a cipher, or in other words these heathen nations of antiquity had but little more among them than the name and form of slavery, while wretchedness and endless miseries were reserved apparently in a file to be poured out upon our fathers, ourselves, and our children by Christian Americans. But against all accusations, which may or can be preferred against me, I appeal to heaven for my motive in writing, who knows what my object is, if possible, to awaken in the breast of my afflicted, degraded, and slumbering brethren a spirit of inquiry and investigation respecting our miseries and wretchedness in this republican land of liberty. Will any of us leave our homes and go to Africa? I hope not. Let them commence their attack upon us as they did on our brethren in Ohio, driving and beating us from our country and my soul for theirs. They will have enough of it. Let no man of us budge one step and let slaveholders come to beat us from our country. America is more our country than it is the whites. We have enriched it with our blood and tears. The greatest riches in all America have arisen from our blood and tears and will they drive us from our property and homes which we have earned with our blood they must look sharp or this very thing will bring swift destruction upon them the americans have got so fat on our blood and groans that they have almost forgotten the god of armies but let them go on i also ask the attention of the world of mankind to the declaration of these very people of the united states a declaration made july 4, 1776 it says when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth The separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's gods entitle them. A decent respect for the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. See your declaration, Americans. Do you understand your own language? hear your language proclaimed to the world july 4 1776 we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life liberty and the pursuit of happiness Compare your own language above extracted from your declaration of independence with your cruelties and murders inflicted by your cruel and unmerciful fathers and yourselves on our fathers and on us men who have never given your fathers or you the least provocation. Now, Americans, I ask you candidly. Was your sufferings under Great Britain one hundredth part as cruel and tyrannical as you have rendered ours under you? Some of you no doubt believe that we will never throw off your murderous government and provide new guards for our future security. If Satan has made you believe it, will he not deceive you? Do you whites say, I being a black man ought to be humble, which I readily admit, I ask them, ought they not to be as humble as I? Or do they think they can measure arms with Jehovah? Will not the Lord yet humble them? Or will not these very colored people whom they now treat worse than brutes, yet under God humble them low down enough? Some of the whites are ignorant enough to tell us that we ought to be submissive to them, that they may keep their feet on our throats. And if we do not submit to be beaten to death by them, we are bad creatures and of course must be damned. If any man wishes to hear this doctrine openly preached to us by the American preachers, let him go to the southern and western section of this country. I do not speak From hearsay what I have written is what I have seen and heard myself. No man may think that my book is made up of conjecture. I have traveled and observed nearly the whole of these things myself, and what little I did not get by my own observation I received from these among the whites and blacks, in whom the greatest confidence may be placed. The Americans may be as vigilant as they please, but they cannot be vigilant enough for the Lord. Neither can they hide themselves." where he will not find and bring them out. Walker was accused of inciting violence, and a reward was placed on him. Now, he was found dead at the age of 33, and some say he was either murdered, and others say he died of TB. Either way, his manifesto helped to spark the abolitionist movement. And one thing, when you expose injustice, expect opposition. When you tip to make great change in your own life, expect internal opposition. The point is, in our own lives, is to embrace the journey. And here's my challenges for you today: What do you need to be set free from? What manifesto do you need to write? It may come from the pain of something that you suffered, like Morris suffering the pain of losing his wife and not being able to be there with her, and that motivated him to try to figure out a communication system that would prevent other people from experiencing what he went through in a time of tragedy. He didn't get to be there with his wife at the end, but there are probably many people who were able to be with a loved one at the end to, to say goodbye because of his invention. Many other things have occurred because he decided to use his pain to advance others. He didn't turn to alcohol. He didn't turn to drugs. He didn't lock himself away. The the pain was still the same. You see, when we turn to something, a substance, it it only masks the pain for a little bit. That's all it does. But when we take our pain and we move forward in it, we can help other people. And that's the challenge. Think, what do you need to be set free from? What suffering can you alleviate? You see, David Walker looked around at his neighborhood. He looked around people who were enslaved he said, I want to alleviate this suffering. He used his ability to write, his abu- ability to speak. You see, slaves didn't have the ability to write. No one taught them to write. They couldn't, they couldn't write, but he was able to write. He was a part of a newspaper. He owned his business, and he aligned his business to helping other people. Now, in our own lives, it, it may be, it doesn't have to be eliminating slavery. It doesn't have to mean... Inventing something it may be something that big or it may be something very small that you want to do But you want to do that. You want to work on your manifesto. You want to be set free from something Start thinking about that change you want to make Or you're in the process of making if you started keep going if you quit dust it off and get back and start again and this is Steven Thompson. And thank you for being a part of my experience. I'm one man. I'm working on a podcast out of my home in Los Angeles, California. You can help me by subscribing to the show. And later this month, I'm going to be adding some bonus content. And this bonus content is paid. And it's going to help me with some of the expenses of the show. I'm not going to get wealthy off of this podcast, but there are some expenses of this show that I do have to pay for. And I would like to be able to earn a little bit. To cover those expenses now this show is always going to be free but i believe it'll be worth it to buy the bonus content and thank you very much for listening and know this you're a child of the creator of the universe you have gifts talents and abilities that are unique to you there are people waiting on you to use them tell yourself the true story every day that you're valuable you're talented and then go out and contribute someone is waiting for you thank you